Welcome to the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 10, verses 11 through 29. He saw heaven opened and a certain container descending to him, like a great sheet let down by four corners on the earth, in which were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, reptiles, and birds of the sky. A voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean, A voice came to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. This was done three times, and immediately the vessel was received up into heaven. Now while Peter was very perplexed in himself, what the vision which he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, who was also called Peter, was lodging there. While Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you, but arise, get down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Peter went down to the men and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. Why have you come? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous man and one who fears God, and well spoken of by all the nation of the Jews, was directed by a holy angel to invite you to his house and to listen to what you say. So he called them in and provided a place to stay. On the next day, Peter arose and went out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. On the next day they entered into Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them, having called together his relatives and his near friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. As he talked with him, he went in and found many gathered together. He said to them, You yourselves know how it is an unlawful thing for a man who is a Jew to join himself or come to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I shouldn't call any man unholy or unclean. Therefore I came without complaint when I was sent for. I ask, therefore, why did you send for me? All right, let's keep reading. A voice came to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. This was done three times, and immediately the vessel was received up into heaven. God addresses Peter's concern. He tells Peter, What God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. He repeats this three times. The fact that God repeated it three times meant that he must have really wanted the message to sink deep into Peter's stubborn little head. Three seemed to be a number that kept finding Peter. I mean, Peter denied Jesus three times on the night of his betrayal. 
Jesus asked Peter after his resurrection if he loved him three times. And now this vision is shown to Peter three times. Moving on, starting in verse 17. Now, while Peter was very perplexed in himself, what the vision which he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, who was also called Peter, was lodging there. So obviously the wheels were turning with Peter. He was trying to make sense of the vision. Since foods had been one of those things that could determine a Jew's cleanness before God in the old law, it was almost impossible to separate the unclean food from the people who ate the unclean food. Gentiles were viewed as unclean because of their diets. Now, if this practice and belief from old law Judaism was to be upheld in the Christian context, the argument and understanding among many in the early Jewish Christian church was that Gentiles could not be included among them unless they made themselves ritually clean and stopped eating unclean foods. In other words, Gentiles would have to convert to Judaism and completely obey the entire law of Moses when they converted to Christ. But if all foods are clean, as Peter is being told, this changes everything. Peter must have been wondering why in the world God would call non-kosher foods clean. Was Peter connecting the dots and seeing that the greater point God was making went beyond diet? Was Peter considering the implications of what Jesus declaring all foods clean would mean as it relates to how Christians, who up to that point were mainly converted Jews, could relate with the Gentiles? You see, if the foods the Gentiles ate no longer made them unclean, then what would be stopping them from more directly engaging the Gentiles in their lives and giving them the gospel? So as Peter's pondering the vision, guess who shows up? Yes, those Gentile men sent by Cornelius. Isn't God's timing impeccable? I'm amazed how often God uses timely circumstances to teach me something or circumstances to give me an opportunity to apply what I'm learning from him. Let's keep reading. While Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you. But arise, get down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Peter went down to the men and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. Why have you come? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous man and one who fears God, and well spoken of by all the nation of the Jews, was directed by a holy angel to invite you to his house and to listen to what you say. So he called them in and provided a place to stay. On the next day, Peter arose and went out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. I think Peter's starting to get it. Jesus had just prepared Peter's heart with a vision. As a result, he disregards his former instincts and engages these Gentile men. He doesn't turn them away. He actually calls them in, provides a place for them to stay, and then journeys with them the following day to Cornelius. Typically, a Jew would have never invited Gentiles into his home. Jews didn't fellowship with Gentiles. They didn't eat meals with them. This was a big no-no. 
All right, let's keep reading, starting in verse 24. On the next day they entered into Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them, having called together his relatives and his near friends. Cornelius highly anticipated receiving Peter. An angel had commanded him to call for Peter. He must have been thinking that this was going to be significant, to the point of inviting his relatives and near friends to hear as well. All right, verses 25 to 26. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. Peter doesn't receive worship from a man, but deflects it. Instead, he humbles himself before Cornelius, stating that he too is just a man. Perhaps Cornelius was just trying to show respect and honor, but took it too far. After all, a glorious angel had arranged this meeting. Cornelius was face to face with the one commissioned to share God's special message, a message that even the angel in his glory was not privileged to declare. There was no doubt much anticipation from Cornelius in meeting and hearing from Peter. All right, moving on. As he talked with him, he went in and found many gathered together. He said to them, You yourselves know how it's an unlawful thing for a man who is a Jew to join himself or come to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I shouldn't call any man unholy or unclean. Therefore I also came without complaint when I was sent for. I ask, therefore, why did you send for me? Peter confirms that God had shown him through the vision that he shouldn't call any man unholy or unclean. This was indeed more than just food. While the vision does indeed confirm what Mark 7.19 says about Jesus declaring all foods clean, the heart of what God was getting at was about people. The door was open for Gentiles to have their hearts cleansed through faith just as that door was open for the Jews. Gentiles themselves were not to be considered ritually unclean because of diet. God was giving Peter and all Christians at that time, who were mainly Jews, the green light to fellowship with and engage Gentiles with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This amazing revelation to Peter was that the Gentiles too could become part of Christ's body through faith in Jesus. Peter had incorrect assumptions and held to certain traditions and cultural attitudes that were preventing him from associating with and ministering to Gentiles. Peter had a wrong-headed assumption that forgiveness of sins and repentance was only for the Jews. But he was willing to re-examine his traditions and prejudices in the light of God's revealed word. We too should do the same. It's okay to be wrong. What's not okay is to continue to pridefully and stubbornly hold on to the incorrect notions once they've been exposed before us. It's not the end of the world to change. It's actually wonderful to admit where we've made mistakes so we can right them. It does no one any good to stubbornly hold on to false and harmful precepts, traditions, and ways. I grew up in a religion that taught me that my worthiness before God was determined among other things, by like whether or not I drank tea and coffee. I thought those things defiled me and could make me unworthy of eternal life. At some point I came to examine those notions in light of God's word. I came to learn that I was indeed definitely unworthy of eternal life 
but it wasn't because of what I ate or drank. It was because of what came out of my heart. I read, for example, in Mark 7, where Jesus taught, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not into his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Guys, I've been freed from having a conscience held captive to the legalistic demands of my former religion as it pertains to dietary restrictions. Now I know my worthiness before God to enter heaven isn't determined by what I eat or drink, but rather by my faith in Jesus, who himself is the worthy one who justifies the ungodly. As mentioned earlier, Peter's traditions and beliefs were also challenged. He came to embrace that God has a place for the Gentiles at the table. Jesus had given his disciples a commission to preach the gospel to all nations. The fact the Gentiles were to be included in the blessing of the gospel was certainly implied by Jesus in some of his parables and even directly stated at times in the gospels. For example, the parable of the great banquet was about a man who had invited many to a banquet. Those whom he initially invited didn't receive the invitation, and so the man hosting the banquet had his servant basically invite anyone he could find. The poor, blind, lame, even those from far off, that his house may be filled. This parable demonstrates that salvation went forth to the Jews first, but was also to go to the Gentiles who were once far off. Or consider the accounting from Matthew chapter 8 of the centurion of great faith whom Jesus commended Jesus said regarding this Gentile man, Most certainly, I tell you, I haven't found so great a faith, not even in Israel. For I tell you that many will come from the east and the west and will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This quote-unquote mystery that the Gentiles could be counted in the promise of Israel wasn't something God was necessarily going out of his way to hide. Now even Jesus directly tells his disciples in Acts 1 that they would be witnesses of him to the ends of the earth. Maybe Peter assumed when they went out to the nations they were only to preach to the Jews and never to the Gentiles. But after Acts chapter 10 there would be no more obscurity about this matter. Peter and others could no longer use Jewish customs and tradition as an excuse for turning the Gentiles away from salvation. Maybe there was a certain pride and elitism that had settled in the soul of Israel as God's chosen nation. 
but Jesus made it clear to Peter that the gospel was also for the Gentiles. I had the word of God in my hands I looked into its pages And I couldn't see you I tried so hard to understand But I was struck with blindness Created by man Then you opened up my eyes And let me see your truth The deaf will hear And the blind will see That you are everything Jesus, you are everything Those who sleep will arise And all together we will sing That you are everything Jesus, your love is everything For the longest time I couldn't there was a voice from a false prophet Stopping my ears But then you healed me and I heard The beauty of your grace And the power of your word That plain and precious truth That finally set me Jesus, you are everything And those who sleep will arise And all together we will sing That you are everything Jesus, your love is everything Jesus, wake the sleepers And raise them from the That was Deaf Will Hear from the Adams Road album Great Commission. was made 
Was I am from the Adams Road album Son of Man.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 10, verses 30 through 48. Grace and peace be with you all.